I'm Laj. I'm Kohana. And, and this, this is Boiled Over. Welcome back to another episode. Before we get into it, we have a quick update that we want to briefly talk through. Recently, thanks to some of our listeners, we learned that there exists another Straight Ahead animation podcast. We got each of our projects started at around the same time earlier this year, but their first episode had aired a week before ours. We're so excited that there exists another animation podcast, but as long as we share the same name, we worry that it would ultimately cause more confusion in the long run and stunt each of our long-term goals of helping as many people get into animation as possible. So after chatting with them, we've decided to change our name to Boiled Over. So for anyone who's listening that's not familiar with what exactly a boil is in the world of animation and why this is our new name, let's dive in. When an animator draws the same frame or line multiple times, it gets a sort of bouncy, wobbly quality, and that's a boil. If you're having trouble visualizing this, think back to cartoons such as Ed, Ed, and Eddie or Dr. Katz, two of my favorites. In many ways, the boil is what brings the art of animation to life, and we want to bring exactly that to this podcast. With that cleared up, let's get into the episode. This one was extremely exciting for Lige and I. We sat down with the minds behind the venerable animation meme account, 24 memes per second. They keep their identities totally anonymous, so we've distorted their voices for this episode. It's pretty nuts, um, and we hope it's listenable. With all that being said, let's get into it. Hello, all. Could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what exactly 24 memes per second is? Okay, so we're like um, four uh, animators with kind of vastly different practices, um, but we all have like an extreme internet obsession in common. I think we're all incredibly online. Um, and 24 memes per second is our shared uh, meme account. And so three of you are here today, though. Oh, uh, yeah, we do have a fourth member who's more of an auditor and kind of bounce around ideas in the chat, uh, very much a part of the admin staff. Um, at large. At large. Not at large. <laughs> Moderator at large. Gotcha. Sweet. Um, so to get started, uh, we were just wondering what each of your favorite films or animations are, if you could narrow it down to just one. If not, multiple are fine. Just one jeepers creepers. <laughs> I mean, just one is hard. Um, one of my favorites is Asparagus by Susan Pitt. Like, come on, Grand Slam, see that sports reference. Um, it's very good. Have you seen it? <laughs> And contemporarily, I'm really obsessed with Deluvio and everything they're making. Um, it's a collective, an animation collective. Their last film is La Casa Lobo. Um, it's a feature film and it's all like palimpsest stop motion. It's incredible. That's where I'm at. Nice. I was, I was thinking about this question. I mean, those are great. Those are great uh, references. But I was thinking about this question and I really feel like um, for me, and I don't want to speak for the group, but I mean, really what shows up on the page is truly what at least I love, you know, it's like no joke. I mean, I know we keep coming around to like the same ones, but like, it's pretty true, you know, um, but I feel like if I were to really like show somebody who doesn't know anything about animation or experimental animation, I was like, like you know, what are like quintessential films? Um, 
you know, like Sally Crookshank, I feel like you got a show face like a frog. It's just like incredible and like always a joy to watch. I personally really, uh, I'm obsessed with Jim Trainer. Uh, the the Moss Shops for me was like a major kind of like turning point when I got to see that. Um, my alignment is definitely celestial navigations. Aljarno, <laughs> just one. <laughs> Nice. I, I, figured, I figured you were going to say that one. I kind of yeah. maybe the, the, the spicy Crookshank one. Spicy Crookshank. We should note, maybe just for the sake of the rest of the interview and for our listeners' convenience, if we want to call on each of you, everyone here has like a little username. So there's Spicy Crookshank, there's Helen Chill, and there's Robert Beer. So if we're referring to any one of them, we're calling them on to talk. But um, I guess we could move on to talking a little bit more about how, how the page got started, how you guys came together, maybe spicy Crookshank. We could launch into that. Yeah, so I think we started the first week of August 2020. So kind of some almost um, late, early pandemic. <laughs> I was like, mid-pandemic, I guess that's what that is. Um, I posted one meme, like... I think to Twitter and then um, Robert Beard picked it up and was like, we're thinking of starting a meme page with um, fourth admin <laughs> with Norm, Norman Norm McDonald. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we just like, I think that day we started an account um, and it kind of has stuck with the same details. 24 memes per second on day one, same profile picture posted probably like 20 to 30 posts in the first week. And then um, it really just took off from there. We were posting the first like three months. I want to say we were posting every two hours during like daylight. Uh, it was kind of intense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like we were just surprised how quickly it like took on and people were like ready for it and there and present, which was fun. I joined a little bit later um after the meme account had started and I was just like who is this um and I started like submitting memes that I made for them to post and then they were like do you just do you just want to like join it's like, Stop it. like I thought we invited you like right okay. when we started and you were like no thanks uh <laughs> but no thanks and then after like a week you were like let me in let me in <laughs> yeah I feel like it kind of started um sort of naturally just through COVID and quarantine and like being more, way more online uh, than I at least, I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe that's not true. I'm definitely an online person, but um, being more absorbed in that world and like needing an outlet, I feel like it was just like natural progression um, of like being bummed or something and making a joke out of it. And then uh, being friends with Spicy online, I feel like memes were sort of, uh, flying around in like DMs or, or like just joking, like, oh, look at this, this is so dumb. Uh, and then it was like, you know what, like, why not? Like, why not just make it a real thing, so. I mean, we were definitely curious about how the pandemic relates to your page because we feel like 24 minutes per second has become kind of like a central hub for animators on Instagram. And like, especially like, I don't know, it feels like, like kind of like the one place where there's like, a community of all of these people coming together like in the comments and stuff and like talking with each other and all like following and sharing these memes and so we were just wondering like what growing the page watching this community all come together in like one place has been like from the other side i mean one thing that's been really surprising with it as it's 
grown and changed is how much of an international audience we have. I think that's something that we've all been surprised by because we can go, you know, into like the bowels of the Instagram, like mm -hmm. analytics and most of our, our user base is like not in America where we all currently live, though that wasn't always the case. Um, and that's been really cool and really exciting and makes mm -hmm. me feel really happy when we do these story shares and we're like, what's your favorite animation from where you grew up? Or what is your favorite dog from your respective home country? And everyone shares their own like perspective and favorite dog. It's really cool. Um, sorry, that did not answer your question. I think no, it, totally it totally did. does, yeah. Like it's definitely in the stories, because I think for Lige and I both, this account, this page was really the first time that either of us felt like locked into this sense of, of realizing that there were other people, other very cool animators making work that we really, really liked too, and just, you know. Yeah, like the fantastic way to find other artists too. <laughs> like. Yeah. Other artists and other films. I'm obsessed with, um, I think this was a story post that Spicy made and we found out about Teleshat, who was like the television host cat puppet from France. But Spicy, you had found that or did someone like sent it your way? Yeah, when we did the favorite animations from your country, someone sent it in. Um, I think it's from Belgium and it's just kind of one of the most amazing like puppet animation TV shows. And we started talking about it and all these people um, were like replying back, like, this is so cringe, we hate this show and stuff. And there was like all these opinions on this show that had that we had no idea about. Uh, like, it just felt like we were like tapping into these like little secret zones. I guess on that, could you maybe share or talk a little bit about what this sort of uh, new new responsibility has felt like you know there's 24 memes per second is a very unified front how do you like internally decide what sorts of ideas and ideals about animation workflows best practices and attitudes should be should be highlighted in the first place which is also I ask this and realize that so much of what goes on on this page is also through the input of people from all around the world and that sort of being synthesized in a part of this as well. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, as far as ideas and ideals, I mean, I think we realized pretty quickly, you know, I mean, this obviously started as something that was for fun and a way to like have a laugh, but also we realized that, I mean, for me personally, it's like an accessibility thing, you know, and it seemed to me uh, that a lot of experimental animation is kind of behind a lot of closed doors and locked up in archives and it's like harder to access for some people than others. And so it was always important for, for me anyhow to, to try to put some of that out into the world so that people could uh, maybe have a chance to see stuff that they, they weren't seeing other places. And uh, it seemed like that was like working pretty well. But also I think something else as far as ideals go uh, we noticed kind of right off the bat is that there are just a lot of animators that were sort of um, going through a lot of the same stuff, like trying to get jobs in the industry, working, freelancing, trying to make films, struggling in different aspects. And it seemed like uh, just having a page where people could kind of commiserate together uh, through memes, through questions, through all this other stuff was like a positive thing. And so we were, we felt like, it seemed like we kind of leaned into that kind of naturally. Um, but as far as the idea of like an, an what's the word you used, uh, 
a front, yeah, a united front. I mean, we uh, we have, you know, like a message group that we kind of bounce ideas around. Um, but I do feel like each of us kind of brings our own flavor to, to the different memes and to the ideas. Although I, I think at, at the root, we have like a pretty similar starting point for like what we feel about animation and the industry and like the way people like should, not should, but like do get treated by, by different entities within that, but yeah. Yeah, I think like a big part of that is just the like behind the scenes function where like everything we make, no matter like how simple or silly it is, we just like put in the group chat first. And then like we have kind of a like really casual veto thing where I think if like no one's really like into it, there's just kind of silence around it. But generally stuff goes through, but like I feel like um that's important for like when one of us is in like a hot take mood <laughs> and we want to just like push something through that's like a little um like unknown how the response will be like that's kind of a good like function where we put it in the group chat then people kind of know that it's going to happen and we can be ready for the comments and stuff it's like the internal checks and balances yeah and then that also works for just kind of like really like casual moderating where if we have like um, discourse in the comments or something, we're usually in there behind the scenes kind of chatting about what we're gonna like reply and stuff. But it's, I think that's cool because it means that like the four of us that are like in that chat have ended up having really like interesting complex conversations about like animation. Like it's almost like we put stuff out into the world to come back and have like a conversation on our own about like what's going on out there. No, oh, that's super cool. And I mean, I, I feel like that definitely like plays back into like your relationship with the community out there. But what does the animation community mean to all of you? Well, animation's the best. So <laughs> I just want to be around people that recognize that, that get that. <laughs> no, but animation, I mean, for for me is one of my favorite things. It took me a while to find an animation community because like, where is that? What does that look like? Um, I didn't I didn't have it in many places that I've lived. And when I did find it, it was someone that was like, really wanted to work at a studio or was like, can you animate, um, you know, like 30 minutes of this OC that I have? And I was like, no, but I would love to see you make it. So animation community, I think like experimental animation community is just, a lot of different types of weirdos that recognize that the moving image is the best image and I don't know feel supportive and playful but maybe a little angry yeah I, I, I kind of I definitely echo that I feel like in a lot of ways um it's hard to find a, a true animation community like in a physical space you know and I think I think a lot of us came up in different avenues online that there, where there were um, there were different forms of communities like earlier Vimeo and things like that. But um, it seems it felt it's felt to me that like animation, um, not living in a in a large city for most of my life, like has been an online endeavor. You know, like finding people, seeking this out, making connections, and it's I really like that aspect of the animation community is that there is a lot of support online, and so. Um, seeing that like happen on our, with our page as well is like really positive and I think that like it's really easy to be alienated or like atomized uh, in especially working as like a freelance animator or somebody um, and so like any way to, to help bring people together I think is just super positive and generative I know that uh, sometimes we can be a little spicy on our page with like 
our viewpoints or, or, or things that were like sometimes like ribbing or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, it's like we love the community no matter what. Yeah, spicy. Um, <laughs> I think like a cool function of the community that we see like played out on the page is like the other day we had someone like looking for like a reference and animation that they needed an id on and they could just like message us and we turn that back out to like the following and be like what do you like doesn't even know what this is and we, i think we did it get solved it got solved it or just like the artist discovery like last week there was like a time where i was like i just want to see some cool like puppet stop motion like that'll brighten my day so i just like put a poll out that was just like who has a cool puppet <laughs> <laughs> and that just like brings all these people like out of the woodwork that do like puppet animation it's kind of this interesting bank and then like i can turn around and share that back out to everyone else like look at all these puppet animators <laughs> yeah you do that I, I love whenever that happens like anytime you know you put a thing out like show us your peg bar or like where your dragon frame keypad lives and it's just especially when you as like an independent animator grow to organize your life and your workflow and your setup in very particular ways, just sort of breaking out of that, seeing like oh, this this other person who might be on like the other side of the planet that like has the the same like light foot peg bars. I don't know. It's just it's really lovely. When this page like I mean, maybe when it had existed for a few months, um, I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone who's an animator. I used to live near, and then she moved away, and she was like oh, do you like know this meme account? And I was like, yes, like I'm one of the people behind it. And she was like, oh, she's like, it's so cool. She's like, I didn't really understand like memes before or like um, certain parts of the internet, but she's like, I feel like, cause I'm in on these jokes, like I get it now. Oh. She's kind of reclusive. So, um, I don't know, she just was like, she's like, I get it. How often does that happen with you guys where someone will be like, oh my God, look at this. Like, and you know, obviously not knowing who you are. All the time it happens so often people are like we'll see it in their explore and be like i don't get this but it's an animation thing do you get it or like this made me think of you <laughs> um i was doing volunteer work in the city where i live in and we're like chatting while we're like doing stuff and someone was like oh i'm an animator and i was like oh i'm an animator and she was like oh do you know this meme page and then she said it and i was like do i <laughs> um, and it was the first time that that had ever like been mentioned in wow. real life because you know real life is very different this past year but um that was that was funny to actually hear the words 24 memes per second spoken aloud spoken aloud and then everybody else that's there like um working together doesn't know animation they're like oh what's your meme page about and i was like oh it's <laughs> about like short russian animation from the 70s it's cool you should <laughs> you'd be into it i mean the number of people in my life who aren't uh, animators or who wouldn't consider themselves or label themselves as animators who have really enjoyed the page and oh, like absolutely. really learned a lot has been really fun like you know my partner my friends like everyone it's Pe a people who don't thing. even animate can appreciate it yeah. because I animate and I struggle with that and share my struggles with them. And so then I say, hey, yeah. check out this relatable meme about my back pain. Yeah, that's totally been a thing. Like all my like non-animator friends um, have learned so much about animation because they're just like, they see me like share the post sometimes and then they follow the page and they'll like start talking to me randomly about like really like 
deep animation things, they'll be like, whoa, are you like learning? <laughs> but it's wonderful. It really is. Um, but I guess while we're talking about this very online, very digital sort of space for the animation community um, that all of you have like individually experienced and are experiencing right now with this page, um, I was wondering if you could talk about any initiatives that you're thinking of, maybe planning, that um, might exist outside of Instagram or outside of this meme page. Like I know there's this, this grad screening, grad film screening coming up, uh, anything like that, or more information about that too, if you wanna, wanna share. Uh, well, we, our like, dream as a page is to get picked up by a festival to um, program a screening. <laughs> We really want to do that. Maybe we can like manifest it. That would be yeah. When you say <laughs> when you say program, do you mean like organize or curate or everything? Curate and the festival needs to give us money to pay the filmmakers because people deserve to be paid. Hell yeah. Any other initiatives? Wait, I don't know if this will make it in, but can we talk about the other thing that we have coming up? The RCA oh. talk? Yeah. Yeah, I think by the time this episode comes out, the RCA talk will be done. Okay. We just gave a talk at RCA. <laughs> <laughs> it went well. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I guess I'll just say as far as initiatives, yeah, like we do have something line, lined up soon that we're really excited about. We get to, we're getting the chance to talk to uh, talk to a group of animators. And it's something that uh, we definitely talked about as a group that it'd be fun if people are interested uh, to do uh, as well as the programming and curating also like if people want to hear us talk about the page or about animation or whatever it'd be fun we would love to do stuff like that because why not we're having some comment drama live right now oh, no! <laughs> live. coming from the heat of the moment yeah fill us in on the live comment drama yeah people are just <laughs> It's the hot take post, people are- Oh, it's good, the, good, good, okay. Good. It's because of the Adult Swim post about all those people making the like TikTok bumps. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so to give context, Adult Swim create a TikTok trend where people use their audio to basically make free Adult Swim ads. Um, and it's gone super, super viral. It's probably like the biggest TikTok right now. So we made like a meme of two dogs where one is standing on top of the other and um, the dog on top is Adult Swim being relevant again. Um, but yeah, people are jumping in to defend corporations right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. I mean, I think we've realized that, um, I think this is where the United Front comes in in that uh, I think all four of us admins sort of do have like a uh, similar uh, viewpoint as far as like the politics of that stuff goes. And we've been a little bit surprised, or not surprised, I shouldn't say surprised. I think that if you are trying to make it an animation and you come up uh, really loving these networks and channels and you don't see a problem with that, that it's easy to just like not realize that like you're being taken advantage of, for example, with Adult Swim, a company who's owned by like Warner Media, who's like a $30 billion company. Really, yeah, whatever, they could pay any artist very well to make ads, but instead they're asking for you to do it for free so that you might get clouded, you know? So it's just like, to me, it's like really cynical. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think it gets further complicated when you think about the people that are in charge of Adult Swim, which historically has been white men 
um, <clears throat> that employ other white men that are actually getting paid for their labor and the people that are making this free content on TikTok, at least that I've seen in my own limited view, they're going to be people that are younger, they're probably more likely to be people of color. Um, there's been a lot of women getting in on this trend and they're the ones getting unpaid um, to get, you know, maybe they'll get like a retweet or something by um, Adult Swim and then they can all like get a little clout, but they're not going to get paid. They're not going to get an internship, a job, whatever it is. And Adult Swim's just riding off of the trend. Yeah. yeah. And it also, I feel, it just sort of like trains people to like be in like a branding or marketing mindset. And I think that I know this is something that popped off with one of our other memes recently, but just this notion that like that 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 is intrinsic to like making art it, to me is like a really scary thought you know that like uh there are certainly people now there's a lot of trends like that i mean you go on youtube there's people that just make free commercials for any product but like it's done well it's artistic it's whatever it's aesthetic looks aesthetically good but it's like if that's like where your mind goes first to make some new artwork like to me that's like really sad you know um but i think that that's just part of these major corporations tactic anyway i mean for a lot of young animators like you know students recent graduates it's like it's re totally reflexive to just think that that is what you need to do to get your name out to you know do whatever you need to no, do but, but like, it it is the work of people like you and making the statements that you do make that encourage the people to like maybe think otherwise or like think twice about drawing in this particular style to gain, you know, whatever industry clout that, you know, you might be after. I think it's fair to always be wary of doing work for free, even, <laughs> even, even if you're not aware that you're doing work for free, maybe. It can be a bit of a double-edged sword too, because I also really understand and, and empathize with people that are like, well, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to pay my rent, so I yeah. need to do something that is going to get me employed and make money. So it's a constant back and forth. And I don't want to be suggest that we're like completely like, don't like, don't do anything for the mainstream. Just animate your lights in your garage on 16 millimeter, eight frames per second. That's what I did. That's what I do, baby. Well, and it's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's another instance of just like, uh, you know, it's like we can sit here and criticize people, but like we really shouldn't be criticizing any individual in this circumstance it's like a system yeah. that is it's going to be filled this way because of the way that it's set up like from the start like if, if you don't do it if you decide not to do it that way someone else will you know and it's not really even that person's fault it's just like this is the nature of the system but but yeah i mean of course all of us work you know we all need to make money and we understand that but uh i'd rather call it out than a lot of them not you know it's the animation bloomer right yeah we need the bloomers <laughs> or are you boomers? This was, I was actually really looking forward to this question. Um, so I'm excited to hear any answers, but I'm wondering how you all think that comedy plays a role in education. Um, and I think, you know, myself, obviously, and everyone else who follows your page has learned a tremendous amount about the history and culture of animation from your page more than like, you know, personally, any of my schools have ever taught or any of my classes in school have ever taught me. And uh, yeah, just wondering like how you see education through this like medium of comedy. Oh my God, your teachers are going to listen to this and they're going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's 
I didn't, when we started the page, I don't think any of us were like, we're going to make like an educational, uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, we're going to do this for like this educational thing. Like we literally were just like joking about stuff that we were like very nerdily into, but it just so happened that it kind of served like a dual function. And I think pretty quickly we realized like, oh, like there is like a lot of value in presenting information this way and that um I, this is something i feel like we as admins have kind of talked a lot about because of you know some of us uh are interested in teaching and um it, it is like it sort of represents like just like a new way that people are taking in knowledge you know it's just like in previous uh times it was like much more formal and straightforward but like the way we're living now is this kind of like internet uh like remix culture life and so like to make information available within that format just kind of makes a lot of sense and it seems to me that like it represents just like a new way of spreading information to a lot of people that are already like engaging with information that way in the first place that's more about the education not the comedy um, but maybe i'll let someone else speak i think like the humor keeps it light too it's not like hey <laughs> listen up everyone here's how we feel about this it's like we can kind of like Trojan horse our hot takes through these like, <laughs> memes into the world of like, hey, here's something like we really want to tackle um, without being like overly intense about it. But this is something we really care about and then like put it out there and then being able to laugh about it with people. Um, I think in the beginning, like the first few months, I was just trying to make like the other admins laugh. Like, <laughs> just like, oh my God, I get to talk to other animation people that know the same like silly little films. And it was kind of an escalation thing of like, oh, what if I made a joke about this? Like no one would ever make a joke about this. And then just like see the reaction and stuff and like get those messages with all the exclamation points and just like, <laughs> and then put it out there as like second to put it on the page first to like get it in the chat. Yeah, I want to second that and say that in a weird way, like us coming together as admins is sort of like our own micro version of yeah, what the pages seems to have been for a lot of people. Like truly, like it's just been such a joy to have four people that we found that now we we uh, just joke pretty much all day now about these things to each other. And really, yeah, like at, at the end of the day, when I'm making a meme, I'm like, oh, like will this make you know. Uh, the other admins laugh like will this make people laugh or make them chuckle or think or whatever but it's not i'm not i feel like it's uh yeah it does it's like internal first and then it goes out and that's like been really heartwarming honestly to like have that 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 thing but i don't know i think comedy is just important like i've never i was never a huge meme person it wasn't like i don't follow a ton of meme pages but you know you see something and if it's relatable like obviously it's it's funny and i think there's something about a niche whenever i find like the most niche meme online when it, whatever thing it is like I'm just like, I can't believe that, how did someone make this? Like, why this is this hilarious? And it's like so specific, you have to have so much specific knowledge to even understand this. And that those are the ones that always crack me up the most. So I think just like finding finding those avenues for, for animation, like it's just hilarious and funny. And funny. Totally, and I mean, I feel like even sometimes the more niche it is, the more you can appreciate it as it gets like more relatable as the more niche it gets and like, I don't know, like, not even that it's, like, very niche or anything, but, like, you guys will post memes with, like, the nanny and stuff, and I'll be, like, I'll be watching the nanny, and I'll be, like, what, like, what is the coincidence between, like, you know, Fran Drescher is now telling me about animation, and I'm, like, what, how on <laughs> earth could this possibly exist in these two realities at the same time, you know? We're big Fran Drescher fans here, that's really what brought us together. <laughs> 
love of 90s sitcoms. I think we learn from each other too. This isn't quite the comedy answer, but like other mods are making memes about like films I have no idea about. And I'll be like, oh, what is this? This looks cool. Or sometimes someone in the chat will be like, oh my God, have you guys seen this film? And it'll be like, not only did I see it, but we memed it three months ago. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, there have also been nights where we're like, I think this was happening from the beginning too, but there were nights where we'd all be on the chat at the same time and be having these big conversations. And uh, yeah, just like quick, like rapid fire, not even about the meme page or anything, just other stuff. Like, did you see this? Did you hear about this? And then we have a long discussion. And at the end, these kind of memes like bubble up from the conversation because we like <laughs> arrived somewhere and we had our little like conclusions. Um, I think those are kind of fun moments because I think we all have like energies we could bounce off of um, discussion wise. So it's just, yeah, it's pretty fun to see that happen. I guess on um, on the comedy of it all, and <laughs> um, I, I was wondering how you were gonna <laughs> segue gonna into this one. This. <laughs> Sand animation. What's your deal? <laughs> what's what's the deal? Well, what do you what do you think about sand animation before what we? Go? I what so can't live with it. Can't live without it. Yeah. We just truly love sand animation. <laughs> We made one, we had one sand animation meme like way back and it got a very strong reaction. Um, and we were like, you know what? Who are we to argue with the people? They clearly need more sand commentary. That's right. And you know, TBH, I mean, we, we didn't really talk about how we don't like to profit from this page. We're not looking to make like a lot of money, but we are sponsored by Big Sand. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so shout outs to Big Sand. Wait, on the money thing, could we actually say something about our memes for mutual aid? Just yes, like, please. please, yeah. We do do like sponsored posts for like $24 and people can like pick their favorite film and show us a receipt of their donation to their local mutual aid group if they have like a favorite. And we also help people like find a group to donate to if they like don't know of one. Um, but yeah, we can have rolling custom posts that we do. And that's just ongoing as all of this progresses yeah it's kind of because we get a lot of requests for people to like people that want to like um give suggestions for stuff and like we don't really have the capacity to like address every like um suggestions which just kind of like helps us like do something that like um gives back and then also like um yeah people get to feel like they're part of the making memes process <laughs> people can dm you about that oh yeah, yeah. people Please. can dm us we're working on um we just got a request from somebody to make memes for the page like inspired by the great british bake-off okay all so right those are on like those are on deck <laughs> they're in the queue yeah recently we did a birthday one that was kind of cool of someone buying a birthday post um for a friend and then we do kind of these like occasional ones like we did a christmas post Christmas themed post one, and we did Valentine cards that people could sponsor. <laughs> if you have an important ceremony coming up. Yeah, Kahana looks at me and goes, my birthday is coming soon. It's literally <laughs> in November, but if you want to warm up to it. I'll, I'll be in touch, I'll be in yeah. touch. Care enough to send the very best, which is a niche experimental animation meme. Exactly. Okay. A digital gift basket. <laughs> Whoa, that's a beautiful, like, poetic term for it. <laughs> So to close out, um, we were wondering if you could each give your biggest piece of advice for aspiring animators. Okay. 
I'll just dive right in. I mean, two things, I guess. Like, you know, this page is something that, uh, I guess I'll start here by saying that it seems a lot of people, because we're a page and it's caught on, there seems to be like a, like a level of authority that people like instill in us. But the, uh, me, I don't want to speak for everyone else. Me, I'm just uh, someone else who's going through like learning by animation just as much as anyone else. So like my experience is my own and I don't necessarily know any more about the history or the workings of the animation industry more than anybody else. So like, I don't want to, yeah, I wouldn't say that like, <laughs> all of our perspectives are like the end all be all of like what it means to like be a good or like cool experimental animator. Um, but advice, I don't know, it seems to me to just be, try to be genuine and make art that like you want to make for yourself. And like, obviously we're all looking for work and we need to make ends meet and, and, and pay bills and all of that. But um, it's really hard to, to like do your own thing nowadays. Like, and so I just think that, um, trying to make work that you're excited about for yourself and that like challenges you like doing that over thinking like oh this will get me a job or this is a popular style or something like that i think that like keeping that in mind and trying to push yourself in those directions is uh is always going to be more fruitful and oftentimes the people that do end up standing out like in a commercial sphere are the people that like really do spend time to develop their own aesthetic or style or thing that like people are are interested in so i think that that's really important and also just watch more animation and have fun <laughs> yeah i second that i totally agree with that and i'd say that like my biggest thing because i'm the one that pushes a lot of the time on the page just like have fun but kind of like gentle nice advice of like have fun talk to your community uh but i really do stand by that i think it's really important to like um lift up the people around you get to know who's animating around you like in your region and in your like genre everything like just give back as much as you like take up space if you can um but the big thing is that like it, it is possible like animation seems sometimes really like impossible to get into but like it's it's very doable and you can make it happen it might look different from how other people are doing animation but like it's something you can do if you want <laughs> you can make it happen um i i mean like ditto everything else that has already been said but i guess I've, uh like one i would say is just take breaks also like animation can be such a grind and where we are like right now in this world it's like i gotta do it i gotta crush like a crazy work day and take breaks it's not worth your mental health or your physical health like do it tomorrow or the next day or don't do it at all um and then the other side of that is make just create stuff that is short and is not gonna be perfect and is maybe like fucked up and maybe even bad but it's okay because you're gonna make a million things in your life not everything needs to be perfect it's not going to be just be kinder to yourself i said kinder be kinder <laughs> to yourself. be kindest to yourself through yeah that's a really good point the work shorter work dumber work sloppier mm -hmm. um yeah yeah being <laughs> silly about your work is sort of the best piece of advice I've been given for sure. Oh, what a beautiful note to end on. Oh, thank you all so much for, you know, making this happen today. I know we had to reschedule a few times, but thank you. Thank, thank you, you for coming on. Yeah. And for your time. 
Thank you, guys. Just from 24, like, we really like what you both are doing for the animation community and your initiative to just, like, make space to for animators to talk. So we applaud what you're doing. Oh! <laughs> wow, how sweet. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. Teco is a New York-based producer and DJ, making incredible beats that you can't help but get up and groove to. He takes inspiration from older house music, hard techno, and the club scene, perfectly synthesizing them all into one. I've had the pleasure of working with him on the sound for some of my films, and couldn't recommend him more highly. If you're interested in checking out some of his other work, look up Iteco Music, that's I-T-E-K-O, on Instagram, or stream wherever you get your music. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Before we take off, I'd just like to do a little plug. I'm offering free animation lessons, one-on-one or in groups, to anyone who's interested. I'm more than happy to teach After Effects, cell animation, 3D animation, or whatever you're interested in. And if you want to learn something that I don't know exactly how to do, we can always learn and tackle it together. If this is something that you'd like to do, feel free to reach out in my DMs at lige.mo, L-I-J-E dot M-O, on Instagram. See you next time. On Boiled Over. Over.